for such a time as this. And my prayer is that the Lord will continue to open the eyes of your understanding and give you wisdom uh, and revelation as you continue to move in the knowledge of him. We know that this is the season of Lent, and we had such a tremendous response to our teaching on last week, Wednesday, that we wanted to go a step deeper uh, in our time together today. So over the next several Tuesdays, I'll be doing a special series on Tuesdays, and I want you to come on in. 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 Uh, I want you to come in. I want you to like, comment, and share. Let someone know that we are on this Tuesday night in the Word. Again, we would like to review that Radical Reset is coming out. It's out, and we would love for you to get a copy if you have not done so already, uh, as we are excited about what is taking place and what is transpiring. Let's prepare our hearts for the Word of God. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for what you're doing and what you're continuing to do. Uh, we thank you for what you're saying, and we honor you for what you are doing in this season. And we receive your grace and your peace, and we bless you for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. As we prepare ourselves uh, for this season that we find ourselves in, I believe that it is a very appropriate time for us to understand the element of sacrifice. The element of sacrifice. We're going to go to the Word of God. And I'm going to ask that you would take good notes uh, as well as we have the scriptures uh, prepared for you so that you're able to grow. Thank you, all of our uh, ministry family on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter, and all of our IG family also on all of those platforms. We are so grateful to have you with us and to have your support. Deuteronomy chapter number 8, and we're going to begin with verses 1 through 3. Deuteronomy chapter 8, <clears throat> and we're going to begin with verses 1 two and three here begins the reading of god's holy and eternal word be careful to follow every command i'm giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and possess the land the lord promised an oath to your ancestors remember how the lord your god led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years to humble you and to test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commands. He humbled you, causing you to hunger. And notice here what he says, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I want to deal with tonight the Bible as a source of food. 
the Bible as a source of food. Uh, we are living in uh, a world in which many are familiar with the terminology of a uh, vitamin D deficiency. Uh, there are many vitamins on the market, uh, some vitamin C, vitamin B12, and then there's also vitamin D. Uh, lots of times, vitamin D deficiencies emerge because of a lack of sunlight, uh, a lack of other nutrients uh, that are no longer being uh, re re replaced or even reciprocated in our immune system. And so uh, many today have developed vitamin D deficiencies. I believe that one of the greatest vitamin D deficiencies of our time, uh, spiritually, is a doctrine deficiency in which we are not feeding and feasting on the Word of God. And when we look at this particular passage of Scripture, there are several things that I believe we can unpack so that we're able to grow in the Word. So let's go there. First of all, uh, let's look at the Bible as a source of food. The Bible as a source of food. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 1 through 3, uh, we understand that this is the second law giving. And in this passage, Moses affirmed that through, during the wilderness wanderings of his people, God desired to teach the children of Israel the lesson that man does not live, notice the order, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. In these words, Moses indicates that what food is to man's physical life, God's word is to his spiritual life. And so this truth is essential in our understanding of passages which refer to God's word. And I want you to look at this order and get this down as bread, as milk, as meat, or as honey. I'm going to say it again. As bread, as milk, as meat, or as honey. Job said that he esteemed God's words more than his necessary food. We're talking about the source of spiritual nutrition, God's holy word. So let's unpack some things concerning the nutritious value of the Word of God. So let's look at this. If the Bible is our spiritual food, if the Bible is our spiritual food, if the Bible is our spiritual food, we may conclude that the Bible is essential for spiritual life. Every Christian needs a certain minimum amount of food from God's Word to live his daily life. If, in addition, there is special work to do for the Lord, there must be a special feeding from the Word of God. Now, I want to emphasize this because uh, the book of James chapter 3, the book of James chapter 3, and I'll, I'll go there just really quick. The book of James chapter 3 talks about this. Uh, by now, uh, the teachers, those who teach and labor in the Word, will receive a stricter judgment. And in other words, that there is a more... Um, serious responsibility for those who labor in the word of God. So nutritionists have established a minimum daily requirement of specific nutrients and vitamins for the human body. And the needs of a believer must also be met daily. A lot of times we are told 
being in the word, to get in the word. And I want to, to tonight to really teach how we engage the word of God. A lot of times we use excuses. You know, I'm being too busy uh, to spend time with the word of God, spend time in prayer, spend time studying. But Jesus reminds us in Matthew 4 and 4, same thing that we see here in Deuteronomy 8. He echoes it again. And it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I want you to type in every word. Therefore, if we understand that it is every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, uh, then if it is a proceeding word, it is a process. There is a process for every proceeding word out of the mouth of God. So God's word is essential, not only for the maintenance of spiritual life, <coughs> but also for spiritual growth. Life is one matter. Growth is another. I'm going to say that again. Life is one matter, but growth is another. And so there's a distinction between life and growth. And always remember the principle. Growth is intentional and intimidating. I'm going to say that again. Growth is intentional and intimidating. Why? Because it demands that we change. So there is no growth without adequate food. There was no growth without adequate food. Peter urges us to desire, and this is major, the sincere milk of the word that we may grow thereby. Now, I put this on the screen for a reason. I want us to look at 2 Peter, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse number 2 out of the Passion Translation. And notice what the word of God says. In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word. For this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life. Let's go a step deeper. For the child of God, there's no progress, there's no advancement, there's no maturity without the vitamins of God's word. So one of the things we deduce from this is that the believer needs the word of God for spiritual health. We must have life and growth, but it is also essential that we are healthy spiritually. <laughs> And there's a difference between being healthy emotionally, healthy mentally, and healthy in our spirit. When we are in a below normal state of health, we become sick. Our immune system is unable to fight off disease and germs that can enter our body. The same is true spiritually. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3, Peter states that God's power has given to us all things that pertain to life 
and godliness. I want to stop there for a minute. The Bible tells us that God's power has given to us all things that relate to life and godliness. I want you to type in all things. That means this, and this is a very powerful thing. That means that you and I are simply becoming who we already are. I'm going to say that again. You and I are simply becoming who we already are. The Spirit of God is already working in us and through us for us to accomplish His purposes. So when we absorb the Word of God, when we absorb the Word of God, several things begin to happen, okay? Uh, it gives us protection against all kinds of spiritual disease, sickness, and deformity. Now, I want us to understand something, and I want you to look at this. Let's go real quick to 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. It's on the screen. 1 John chapter 2, verse 14. And notice what uh, the epistle says. I write to you children because you know the Father. I write to you fathers because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young people, because you are ye strong, and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Children, fathers, young men. Okay? The word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So, the Bible is food that we need for life growth, health, and spiritual strength. Notice what we just read in 1 John chapter 2, verse number 14. I want to stay here for just a minute. There's a relationship between God's word and spiritual strength. We uh, literally derive our abounding strength from the word. That's why in Ephesians 6 and 10, uh, Apostle Paul says, Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Years ago, I used to do a series called Standing Against the Scheme. And Ephesians 6, 11 through 18 tells us of the whole armor of God that we must put on, all of which is protective and defensive except the sword of the spirit which is the word of God. So you can, you know, when you have a soldier and you uh, have a nice uniform soldier, you give them a nice shiny shield. But without a sword, they cannot do battle and they cannot win because they don't have their strength. And I want us to lean in on this. In Job 23 and verse 12, when I was preparing this uh, earlier today, it blessed me. In Job 23 verse 12, the Bible says, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Why? Because the word of God uh, is the believer's life, growth, health, and strength. Watch this. This is amazing. Scientists tell us that a bird can go nine days without food. A man can go 12 days without food. A dog, 20 days without food. A turtle, 500 days without food. A fish, 1,000 days without food. And some insects, 1,200 days without food. But as believers, we cannot afford to go one day without our spiritual nourishment from God's word.
Now, if you remember, I gave you a little outline at the beginning, and I want to look at the Bible as bread, as milk, as meat, and as honey. Bread, milk, meat, and honey. And I want to just kind of paint this in broad strokes tonight. I'm doing a little Picasso tonight, and I want to uh, paint this in your heart and in your mind so that you can be the masterpiece that God wants you to be. Just type that in. I am God's masterpiece. So let's go a step deeper. Come. All right. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. <clears throat> the Bible is bread. My grandfather used to say the bread for the soul is the word of God. The bread for the soul is the word of God. So the Bible as bread. The Bible as bread. We have already noted the scriptures tell us that man is not to live on physical bread alone, but is to feast upon every word that proceeds out of God's mouth. So we must remember that bread nourishes, not when it's looked at. Oh, this bread looks so good. You know, the Cheddar Bay Biscuits, if you're in the States from Red Lobster, if you're outside of the States, uh, they have various other chains in different parts of the different countries. Uh, but uh, all of us look at bread as a staple. Right. But it is not nourishing just because you looked at it. It's nourishing when we eat it. And the disciples were taught to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us enough sustenance for today to get us through this day. Why? Because I need the Lord afresh every day. So the Bible, not just it's not just bread, but the word of God also is milk. Now, here's something powerful. Peter exhorts us to desire the sincere milk of the word as or in the same way as newborn babes. So here, the emphasis is upon the intense desire that every one of us as believers should have for the pure and perfect word of God. So it's not necessarily saying that we are newborn babies, uh, even though some of us spiritually are, but we are affirming that every child of God should be characterized by a thirst for the word of God in the same way a newborn baby desires milk. So here's the question. Do we thirst for the word of God? And do we have an intense desire to receive it? Secondly, Peter describes the milk of the word as sincere. Sincere. Authentic real okay the word of god is pure genuine and unadulterated My grandfather always would tell us the, the food for the soul is the word of god uh, the bible is pure because of its origin the holy spirit breathed upon those that he inspired uh, to begin to articulate and to share uh, as it pertains to the word of god we believe in the inspiration of scripture. Psalm 12 and 6 says, The word of the Lord are pure words as silver is tried in the furnace of the earth, uh, purified seven times. Now, now here's what's powerful. Okay. Psalm 119, one of my favorite psalms, if you can read the entire Psalm 119. Uh, Thy word is very pure, therefore your servant loves it. Proverbs 30 and 5 says, Every word of God is pure. A shield unto them that put their trust in him. So the Bible is not just bread. The Bible is not just milk. 
the Bible is meat. Now, this is my favorite part because I'm a steak connoisseur. Steak, lamb chops, you name it. Uh, and notice here, uh, the Bible is meat. Meat, by definition, is composed essentially of muscle and connective tissue. The meat of God's word are those truths and doctrines that will build muscle into our spiritual system. Note Hebrews chapter 5 verses 11 through 14. I want you to go on to that and highlight that and mark that uh, at, on your own time and personal study. Hebrews 5, 11 through 14. I'll just preface it. Mature Christians should be eating meat, the meat of the word. Okay, you know, uh, when we're babies, string carrots are fine. But for me, I want a steak every now and then. And too many times believers resign themselves to a lifetime diet of milk and never get into the meat. That is abnormal. Ephesians 4, 11 through 16 tells us he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the work of the ministry. Okay, for the edification of the body till we come into the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God. All right, till we come, until we come, until we come into maturity. The whole purpose of uh, the ascension giftings is for us to come into maturity. Many times we look at verse 11 of Ephesians 4 as the focus, but the focus is really on verse 16, that we might come into maturity. God desires reasonable expectation of growth uh, depending on the time frame that we are in. And so it's very important. Matter of fact, let's just look at that real quick. Ephesians 4, 16. There we go. Okay, Ephesians 4. Uh, and I want to, matter of fact, I'll go, I'll start back at verse number 13. Unto all of us come to the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. No longer being children tossed and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine. No longer being children tossed about and tossed and fro uh, by every social media post. <laughs> Let's contextualize it. No longer being tossed and fro by the latest conversation that someone wants to bring up. Okay. Or the latest gossip blog or the latest meme or any of that. Okay. No longer being tossed and fro by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery or their craftiness and deceitful scheming. Someone put this in the, the comments for me, Ephesians 4 and 13. Okay, and then verse 15, but speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. Why is this important? Because we are the body of Christ, but we are a body that is slowly growing into its head. We are a body that is slowly growing into its head. We have to mature so that we can grow into its head from whom the whole body joint and knit together every ligament and is equipped uh, working properly promotes the body's growth and building itself in love so again we can and i want us to understand this we can we can be strengthened by the meat of the word why because it strengthens our walk with christ and enables us to serve him so we've discussed already in our lesson, we have discussed already, and it's so important that we remember this, we've discussed already the, uh, the Bible as not just food, but the Bible as what? As bread. Then we saw that the Bible is also milk. 
Okay, and then we just saw that the Bible is meat. And lastly, I want us to look at this, that the Bible is honey. The Bible as honey. The Bible as honey. The old saints would say, sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. <laughs> the Bible as honey. The Bible as honey. I wanted to make the visuals appealing for you. I hope you like them. I hope this makes sense. The Bible as honey. When we understand that the word of God is our necessary bread to sustain us, we desire the pure milk to nurture us, and then we are strengthened by digging into the meat of God's word, then we come to appreciate how sweet it really is. Psalm 119, Psalm 19 and 10 says, sweeter than honey and the honeycomb. Psalm 119 and verse 103 says, how sweet are your words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Are you malnourished spiritually? Have you forsaken that which is the very essence of your spiritual life? Do you know the word of God is your daily bread? the pure milk, the strengthening meat, and that which is sweeter than honey? Or have you been feeding on a substandard diet? My prayer today in this season of Lent that is that we would grow to be a people that don't just hunger for the milk, but that we would hunger for the bread, the meat, and the honey of the word of God. Because it is in that that we are nourished, and that we are strengthened. Although tonight's lesson was brief, there's much depth here. And I want to encourage you to review this. The Word of God as bread, as milk, as meat, and as honey. No matter where you are in your life, may you be strengthened tonight in remembering this. Father, I thank you for what you've called me to do. I thank you for how you've assigned us to share. Pray that this teaching tonight would settle in the hearts of your people and that they would receive it and grow thereby. For those who are unsaved, your word declares that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus, that we are saved. And we thank you for the gift of salvation to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you're out of the ark of safety, we offer Christ to you. He died 2,000 years ago that you might be saved. And all you have to do is confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and receive him. It's not a one, two, three thing. It is a process of discipleship, and we will walk with you uh, in that. Uh, I want to ask you tonight as we are in this Lenten season, uh, and our lessons are all geared toward growing in the word, if you would plant a seed into the life of this ministry, there are several easy ways to give. They're all on your screen right now. You can give uh, by texting GLOBAL to 51400. This is the last day of this month. Let's end this month strong and finish the month of March even greater on tomorrow. You can also give via Zelle, globalfirenow at gmail.com. Our cash app ministry, dollar sign global fire now. And also on our website, uh, www.globalfirenow.com. It'll take you to a secure PayPal server that you might be able to give unto the Lord. I bless every single gift under the sound of my voice. And I thank you, Lord, for what you're doing and what you're continuing to do. Listen, be encouraged. I look forward to seeing you in worship online and in person this coming Sunday morning. The Lord bless you and keep you. Cause his face to shine upon you. May his confidence be with you. And may he give you his peace. 
globalists who we are. Fire is what we bring. Ministry is what we do. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.